welcome back to Anchored in Freedom. And I should tell that to myself because I waited so long in between episodes. So I'm about to explain some of that. And um, it actually has something to do with uh, what we're talking about today. And it will be quite relevant in just a moment. But I am happy to be back and sharing things with you guys. And thank you for listening. I want to talk to you guys today about expectations. Many years ago, I was reading through a Bible plan and I was on the story of Abraham being asked to sacrifice his son Isaac. And if you don't know that story very well, it's an amazing one. And Isaac was promised to Abraham and Abraham had to wait and wait and wait for him. And when he finally did get him, it was an incredible miraculous um, answer prayer and answered promise from God. Then later in his life, God asked Abraham to put his son Isaac on the altar and sacrifice him in obedience to what he was asking him to do. And Abraham followed through with that. But spoiler alert, Isaac did not die. But Abraham didn't know that at the beginning of that process. I had just read that story. And I was driving home one day, and I remember exactly where I was on I-35 on the overpass to I-20. And I just asked God, I said, Lord, is there anything in my life that you want me to put on the altar and sacrifice to you? And clear as day, I heard the single word, expectations. I began to unpack what that meant, and it was quite apparent that I needed to let go of what I thought needed to happen and trust him with the process and the outcome of things. Now, let me clarify. There is nothing wrong with having expectancy. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, the Bible tells us that we should uh, look forward to the things to come. We should um, think about the right things. We should speak the right things. We should declare faith. We should always look for the good and know that God is good and that he has great things for us because that's what his word says. That's what is true. The problem though is that sometimes we want to jump in and we have expectations of exactly how that's going to happen and not just with God either but with other people. I think women deal with this more than men do, but um, we typically have pretty idealistic expectations of how things should go. And I think that's a God design in some ways because it drives us to create this incredible atmosphere or expectation or set things up for success in things because we're expecting good things. And there is nothing wrong with that unless you are like I was at times and when the expectations were not met it kind of crushed me and disappointed me in such a way that I was pretty set back by my emotions. I found myself getting really disappointed if my husband didn't say just the right words or give me just the right thing I was wanting him to give me. Um, And even silly things like when I was a public school teacher, um, I loved creating lesson plans and getting all the things ready for it. But then when I would execute the lesson, I would feel like the kids would totally mess up my perfect lesson plan because they just didn't comply. They didn't react the way I thought they would. 
this is also true sometimes when you are expecting someone to react a certain way to something you do for them or say to them or give to them and they don't really have that same reaction you had in your head. So uh, right now it's Christmas time. And even if you don't celebrate Christmas, this can still apply to your life. But there are many times where we create this perfect gift and we think they're going to love it and it's perfect. And they're like, yeah, okay, thank you. And you're like, oh my goodness. And your tendency as a human is to be so disappointed. And either you get mad at yourself or you get mad at them or disappointed or hurt. It's just drama, right? And the way we can guard our hearts against these things is to change our expectations. Now, hear me right. I am certainly not saying we should never expect good things. And there is a quite a difference between expectations and expectancy. So expectations is um, having in your mind exactly how you think things should go. And expectancy is that knowing in you that something powerful, something good, something wonderful will happen and you are determined to see it. God wants us to be expectant. He tells us that all throughout his word. He is also a good dad and tells us how to guard our hearts against the disappointment of unmet expectations. So I told you I would explain a little bit why there was a big long break in between episodes and um Here it is. So before I left on vacation, I decided I would pre-record some episodes so I could stay on track. Well, then I got sick, like really sick, and had no voice, and was not able to do that before I left town. So I packed my little microphone to go with me on vacation so that I could record some things and all the extra time I was about to have. I will share some more about the extra time I had soon because vacation was incredible and I'm so thankful for that. But let me tell you, I'm not kidding. Until the last day my voice was so messed up, I couldn't have recorded anything. And that microphone just stayed in my suitcase. And I had lugged it around to two different countries and lots of airports and never even used it. So my expectations were certainly not met in that area. But I did spend some time reading through the book of Romans. And God spoke to me through this book about how to relax and let him run things so that my expectations do not get in the way. So in the book of Romans, Paul was talking to them about the fact that God wants the Jews and the Gentiles in his kingdom, which is a very crazy thought to them because they never ever imagined that would be the case. So it required a new way of thinking. And Paul spent so much time reminding them of how much God loved them that that was the key. That is the key to your expectations being placed in the Lord and so that you're not spinning out of control when something doesn't happen just the way you want it to and someone doesn't say something right or react right to something you did or didn't do. I'm rambling, but the key is knowing what you have in Christ. 
The key is knowing that Jesus loves you perfectly, that you have everything you need in him and that he has enough for you, that you do not have to worry about what everybody else has or getting exactly what you need from someone because of what you have from him. This is truth. And I'm getting older and the older I get, the more I realize this is the truth that keeps us firm and secure. This is the truth that helps us not to waver in our emotions so that we're dependent really on something going our way so that we feel happy, so that we feel secure. It's knowing what Jesus has done for us. And that's what the Jews needed as God was inviting Gentiles into his kingdom. And it's amazing what that does. It's kind of like this. If I just ate a full meal and you come in with food from someplace I love, I'm not going to want to take it from you. And I'm not going to be disappointed that I don't have it or you didn't give it to me or you didn't ask me what I wanted because I'm full. I don't need anything else right now. It's the same way with this knowledge of how much he loves us. It's being humble before him, knowing everything he's given us is what makes us secure in him. He met all of our expectations, all of the ones that needed to be met, he met. Now it's a choice to remember that. It's a choice to decide that you are going to value what Jesus did and who he is to you more than someone's reaction when they opened that present you gave them. Another truth is that things are going to happen that disappoint. And there is a whole chapter in my book about disappointment we'll talk about sometime. Disappointment is real. You are human. You are allowed to be disappointed and it's going to happen. But you don't have to let disappointment derail you. You can find your security, your hope, your love, your joy in him. And that part never changes. My favorite passage in the Bible is Philippians 4, 4 through 8. And my pastor actually preached on this message while I was on vacation. And it was a right on word for me to remember that sometimes we are going to be disappointed. Sometimes our expectations are not going to be met. And we're going to have a hard time. But God in this passage tells us what to do with that. He says, present it to him with thanksgiving in your heart. And then he tells us that he will guard our hearts and our minds. And he will give us peace that transcends all understanding. That means I am still not going to understand, but I'm going to, ha- going to have peace because he gives it to me. Just remember, though, you have to receive that peace. So we watch a lot of football in this house and the quarterback can throw the ball all he wants to the receiver. But if he doesn't receive the ball, it does no good. So that piece is there for you. Receive it. It's real and it will help you when expectations are not met and things get confusing. That piece is what you need. And that understanding of how much he loves you and how much you have in Jesus And what's really important will help you stay stable no matter what. So now let's flip it a little bit because 
The truth is, your expectations and your expectancy can really be a powerful tool if you use it the right way. So a while back, and just remember, I've been married 25 years, so we have lots of experience with these things. So a while back, I realized that if I spend all day while Kevin's at work thinking about all the things that I don't like about him, and I think about all the things he'd left out that I had to pick up and all the things and all the things. And I'm just, oh, by the time he gets home, I don't even want to talk to him. And he has no clue what just happened. But I realized if I flip it and instead I spend all day thanking God for Kevin, thanking God and thinking about all the things that he does well for our family laughing about the things I think are hilarious about him and doing things for him to help him when he comes home, it changed my attitude completely when he walked through that door. And he met a very different Nicole when I chose to think and expect good things. Well, God knows exactly how this works. And he tells us in Philippians 4 what we're supposed to think about. Because your thoughts create your emotions and your emotions lead to your actions. It sounds like we're giving up things, but in reality, trust me, you're going to gain so much more. It's not about giving up your needs. It's not about placing yourself in a position to not receive what you should receive. It's trusting the one that loves you perfectly to give you what you need and placing your expectation and your expectancy on that so that when people around you and even yourself actually disappoint you, it doesn't shake you, it doesn't rattle you like it would if you did not have that stability, that love, that trust in the Lord. He's got you. He loves you perfectly. So I pray that we can put our expectation and our expectancy in Him and stay stable, firm, and secure in every way. So bless you so much for listening. I just pray abundant blessings on you, and I pray that you always stay anchored in the truth that sets you free.